Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the DC Crypto Show. Today, we have Gabby with us, and who's the co-founder of YGG. What is YGG and what are they doing with so many people? Uh, we will get into it, and but before that, we'll start with an introduction of Gabby. Sure. So the very quick intro on myself, um, I've been a game developer out of here in the Philippines for the last 18 years. So I was part of the team that made the first game to come out of the Philippines. This was 2003. Um, in 2014, I started a mobile uh, game studio called Altitude Games. So we were making mobile games for iOS and Android phones. In 2017, we heard about um, Ethereum and smart contracts, and we started experimenting with it to see uh, what it could do for uh, the game industry. And while we were doing that experimentation, CryptoKitties came out in November 2017 and uh, popularized the non-fungible token. So that was very exciting for us. It was kind of a light bulb moment seeing how uh, basically you can store unique tokens in the blockchain. And we were thinking about, you know, of course, how, how you can do that with uh, game items that live outside of the games. Um, and yeah, I've been very deep in the NFT space since um, I would say early 2018, shipped a game called Battle Racers, uh, been part of the Axie community since late 2018, uh, been playing around with a lot of NFT and DeFi protocols since last year. And yeah, that led to the founding of um, Yield Guild Games or YGG uh, late last year. Okay, that's that's a very that's a very interesting story that uh, you've been doing gaming uh, and building games for a really long time. And fast forward, you're in crypto. You learn about smart contracts, and the first thing you go and do is build games. And now you're running the biggest guild. Uh, and that is uh, very much focused on gaming and esports. So, can you give us a small introduction of what YGG is? Sure. So, um, YGG is uh, what we call a play to earn gaming guild. And um, this started because of my experience playing Axie Infinity last year. Um, so, last year, Axie wasn't quite as popular as it was um, today. Um, but because uh, Axie changed the battle system last year to introduce SLP token um, as a way to control the kitties as you want, and uh, each kitty basically like lost their value because uh, they, anyone who could create more crypto kitties could create one. And with SLP, you basically had to win games inside the arena uh, to, to get SLP, and then you had to burn SLP as a cost. Um, in order to breed and create new axes. So if I wanted to breed new axes, I would either have to play enough of the game so that I could uh, save up the SLP to breed, or um, I would basically uh, buy SLP from someone else who had earned it, right? So this is a very interesting component that uh, basically led to SLP having a market price because those who wanted to breed a lot of axes um, for profit, they would buy SLP as kind of a component or an ingredient. And now people who were farming SLP basically could sell it to somebody else and receive money, Ether or ultimately fiat. And what happened in the early crypto lock, uh, the early COVID lock lockdown last year was that a lot of people here in the rural Philippines uh, lost their jobs mm -hmm. and they didn't know how to basically earn money. And um, some of them found uh, Axie Infinity and started earning SLP. 
And they realized that the amount of money you can earn in SLP is actually higher from the jobs that they were let go from. And that started the initial kind of surge in user base. I would say this was around August to September last year. Um, um, I had close to a thousand axes then. So I was selling wow. a lot of axes to new people who were coming in. If they could afford it, I would send them a team and say, you know, pay me back when, uh, when you've earned enough. And to my surprise, like it was like less than a month that they would pay me back. And then, um, because of, and then because of the system, you know, the scholarship programs uh, started becoming popular where the people who had excess axes had started lending them out to the ones who uh, basically wanted to play and then do a revenue share of SLP. Um, and yeah, this is how uh, YGG got started. We wanted to have a scalable version of the Play to Earn Gaming Guild. So the scholarship program is a big component of it. And what we have is basically a scholarship program that is run by different managers. And then we, uh, we are doing some automation. We uh, invest in the axes ourselves so that we, we could scale this program across many cities around the world at the same time. And yeah, that's, that's the core of what we have now. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So I, I think I dive a little bit deeper into scholarship program because I think most of us on Twitter who are uh, aware of what uh, these gaming and esports uh, and play to earn is, but a lot of our viewers might not be aware. So, what is the a scholarship program? Can you like explain in uh, like simplest terms? A scholarship program is basically a lending program mm -hmm. for a revenue share in SLP. So there are people who have many axes um, that are not doing anything in their wallets. There are people who want to play the game but cannot afford axes because they are actually now quite expensive. It costs maybe eight hundred to a thousand dollars for a kind of decent team that can win you games in the arena. And if you can't win games, you can't win SLP. Uh, so. Uh, the scholarship program is the manner by which um, these Axie owners are creating accounts for people to play so that they can play the game and earn SLP without having to pay any money up front. Um, and uh, there is a revenue share between the SLP generated between the Axie owner or what they call the manager and the player, which is called the scholar. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you're creating a two-way economy of people who want to play the game and they can't afford it. And so they can yeah. uh, generate an income, which apparently yeah. is higher than minimum wages in Philippines or even in India or Vietnam, Malaysia, wherever people are playing. And, uh, and like you can afford these axes and you lend it out and you take certain percentage of the profit. That's, that's awesome. I, I read your Twitter post and this is what I'm going to, I want to hear this story about your dad and your brother. They uh -huh. are uh, like playing Axie or have become like play to earn entrepreneurs. Like, can you just uh, go a little bit into that? Yeah, so I've been in NFTs for, I would say, over three years now. But starting this year, actually, my family members have also become kind of addicted to NFTs. So uh, so my dad is retired. And uh, he, like last year, I introduced him to Bitcoin. He was trading Bitcoin. And then he discovered Ethereum. So he was trading different tokens. And then he started buying NFTs. And then I sent him an Axie team. And he's actually started grinding for SLP. And he found he figured out that um, with a pretty decent team, he can actually earn more money grinding SLP than the pension that uh, that uh, that he's getting. So that is super cool. 
Um, and my brother, who's been a social entrepreneur for a very long time, so he was uh, working with um, actual farmers to create a brand of iced tea um, and, and help farmers in the Philippines. So he's actually starting his own scholarship program and his focus is, you know, out of school youth people who uh, I guess like are not uh, like they're not in school. They feel like they don't have direction, but they're like playing games all the time. So uh, what's amazing is that you can make these people realize that the skill that they have that no one is currently valuing, like they're playing games all day, their mom's yelling at them. Why don't you go to school? Why don't you earn some money or get a job? There is actually value and even value that is financial into having gaming as a skill. So that is something very interesting that we are unlocking in society and which I think will be a bigger discussion at scale. Like I'm, I, I've heard like the culture in India is more like, you know, your kids should study hard, get yeah. into a good engineering school, but suddenly being a gamer can make you very decent money like right now. So I like, I, that that's just a very amazing thing to see that the thing that we thought was a waste of time or a pastime can actually be a source of income, right? Yeah. So I mean, you got a like got the conversation of India. So I I think I'll add on a bit to it. So like in India, uh, like most parents are like, hey, you should become a doctor or a lawyer or something with a stable job, right? Uh, which gives you money for lifetime. Uh, in a secure manner, but here, like we had a sudden burst of mobile gaming happening. Uh, we really didn't have a lot of people didn't play Counter Strike as their first game, right? Or Dota or League of Legends or that sort because we couldn't afford good computers, right? Most of Indians are like, poor uh, statistically. So what happened? Uh, this company called Geo they launched 4G internet at extremely cheap rates, right? Like we have the cheapest internet available. And then a, a lot of uh, mobile phones were also cheaper. And uh, that started the PUBG boom. We started playing PUBG, play, started playing Call of Duty, uh, Candy Crush and all these other games. And uh, people started really making money. They started doing competitions. They started doing YouTube. And it, it came as a very nice career opportunity for people to get into gaming. And a lot of Indians are very passionate about uh, playing PUBG or Free Fire of, of that sort, right? Like, because I see it all around, people gathering and playing these games. So it, it, it's, it's a very big ecosystem. And uh, like you said, uh, parents are always shouting at the kids like, hey, why are you playing games all the time? But now they can go and make money uh, which probably as much as their parents are making, it's it's just going to be so crazy is uh, yeah. what I think. Yeah, it's just crazy how I would say efficient crypto economies are that it's like a basic job such as gaming basically beats out like a lot of jobs in the real world, right? Yeah. So uh, see, this is a very nice point you made and I'm going to ask you more question on it. I heard your uh, podcast uh, on Delphi Digital. Uh, so you said that your competitors are not other gaming guilds, right? Uh, they are these m minimum paying jobs. Can you explain what does that mean? Okay, so um, the metaverse is still very new. And even you know with Axie, there's a lot of people offering scholarships. The demand is much, 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 much higher for people who want a scholarship than the supply of Axies right now. So 
people aren't actually competing for basically uh, to get a certain scholar because there's just so many scholars that want to, to play actually and earn money by farming SLT. So, so what's happening is that, you know, either the people who are basically like stressed out in their jobs because they're not earning enough and maybe they have a long commute, they're spending too much money to work. Or maybe the people who actually don't have a job but are actually pretty good gamers, right? Um, so it's actually, I feel like the real world that com that we're competing with, with these jobs in the metaverse. And, you know, right now it's actually scholarships that are popular, but I expect a lot more different types of jobs to be available in the metaverse in different games and virtual worlds in the coming years. Awesome. So um, Axie is a big part of uh, how you started, right? But that's you're not limited to Axie Infinity. You have a lot of other games, uh, uh, guilds, and people playing it. So can you tell us what more games are you like really excited about? Yeah, so um, we've actually bought into assets in 10 games already. Mm -hmm. So they include Formula One, Delta Time, um, Zed Run, Ember Sword, Sandbox. Um, yeah, a bunch more. So like we, we want to be a multi-game guild into basically any kind of play-to-earn um, environment in the metaverse. And we want to be able to invest in assets and let our players play them because people are not just want, going, going to want to play one game. Mm -hmm. um, some people may not like Axie and want to play a different game, or they may have different sk skills that may be suited for a different game. So that's why we want to be a guild that is present and offering opportunities in, uh, in different games. How does it work? Like if I am a gamer and uh, I'm part of your guild, let's say I join the Discord and I want to try out uh, let's say Zed Run. So can I like message you and say that hey, like I want to try out Zed Run, and you give us the team, or like how does it work? So how we say is that you just get involved with a particular community. Like all of our games are actually community led. There's a community leader for each game, which is different per game. So I don't actually decide like who goes on what team. Um, mm -hmm. For example, in League of Kingdoms, we have an alliance that. Uh, uh, yeah, that represents YGG inside the game, and they are self-organized, and they uh, they decide like if you're active, you stay in the alliance. If you're inactive, you get booted out, and someone else comes in. So this is all player-led. Wow. So this is actually like how a DAO is supposed to function. It's community-driven. Yeah. So which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, is... yeah. So people ask me, how do I join the guild? You just join the Discord and start contributing. There's no magic permission saying, oh, you're now part of the guild. Like as long as you start contributing to the to the community and the game, you're you're basically part of the guild already. That's awesome. I want to ask you some money question and how much are scholars have made till now? Because I keep seeing YGG's Twitter post and every two days or every three days, one million SLP is added. So like how much have your scholars made till now? Um, so as of 15 minutes ago, it's 19.69 million SLP. And how, how much is approximate in uh, USD value? Um, let's see. Um, it's around uh, $2.5 million. So in eight months, you were able to uh, generate $2.5 million and distribute it to people who are participating in your guild. Like, 
Like, yeah, that's right. Is, so isn't that amazing? Um, YG actually only takes a ten percent cut of the SLP. So seventy uh, percent goes to the scholar, twenty percent goes to our manager. But our manager doesn't have to breed or invest in any of the axes. The guild actually does all of the investment and the breeding, and then ten percent goes to YGG. That's that's amazing. That's that's just amazing. Um, okay, so I, I'll ask you some India questions. So, what do you think about India, and what are your plans with YGG in India? So I think that India represents one of the largest opportunities for YGG to expand into. And we only have a very small footprint there right now with one uh, scholarship manager in um, in north of India. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't think we have, we maybe have a hundred scholars or so right now. And so, yeah, so for me, it's like we have a hundred out of a possible billion scholars in India. So, so that's what I think. Like it really excites me that um, Indians have uh, embraced um, mobile games um, I think with the right kind of structure, they will also embrace play-to-earn and NFT-based games. Um, and yeah, I would love us to be able to expand to different regions in India, have very strong community managers, and basically represent the values of YGG, but also localize it so that um, mm-hmm. we can have as many YGG members um, also in from India as possible. That's, that's, that's awesome. I'm re- really looking forward to like what you guys do in India because you've captured the most of the Philippines market and uh, like you're pretty strong in Philippines, which is just awesome to see. So um, can you can you tell us about uh, your recent investment which has happened? Uh, can you tell us about the YGG token a little bit more? Yeah, so uh, we uh, we closed a $4 million round led by Bitcraft. And it's really exciting because Bitcraft um, agrees with us that the future of uh, gaming is going towards play-to-earn. And uh, the future of online gaming communities is going to be gaming guilds. And they're excited to be part of that future as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, and can you, can you tell us you're launching a token? Um, yeah. And uh, so, you're doing it as an IDO, right? So what is that, it? That's right. So the YGG token is basically a piece of ownership of the community. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you look at uh, YGG, it has a lot of different NFTs. And uh, we also have the fees, the, the money that is being made basically from playing these games such as Axie. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Owning the YGG token basically is like it gives you a, uh, a fractional share of uh, ownership of the guild itself. The guild itself is a DAO. It's not a company. And we want the owners of the guild to be the players themselves, not just the investors. We raised money from investors so that we can start buying NFTs so that the guild actually has value. But once the guild has value, we want players to own a big chunk of that value. So that's why we're releasing the token. And we've actually reserved up to 45% of the token supply for guild members to be earn, able to earn the tokens for free by playing the games that YGG is affiliated with. Awesome. That's, that's so interesting because the entire structure of YGG and what you're doing is so layered uh, and it's so well thought out. Uh, it's 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 just crazy. So uh, owning a token, a YGG token, gives you access to the 
NFT is owned by YGG, right? Like to put yeah, it in so the- you will have, uh, so in a way, think of it as an index of uh, all of the assets that are uh, contained in YGG, mm-hmm. but also think of it as a governance uh, token that will enable you to vote for um, the future of the guild in itself. Awesome. So, um, like, I have uh, two questions. This is one from uh, what I I made a Twitter post, and someone wanted to ask you this: How did the recent bans affect YGG uh, in Axie? Right, like there were a few account bans. And second thing is a question from me that you are heavily reliant on third-party game developers to own money right like if a like majority uh like let's say you are focused on one game and that goes down for seven days so it really affects you so what 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 is your what are your thoughts about it all right so for this first one mm-hmm. um out of 2000 scholars we had maybe 10 accounts banned so it's actually less than one percent mm-hmm. um of uh yeah of our scholarship base that was affected um, that was very unfortunate, but yeah, I think we will just be more careful. But I think you know, like a 0.5 percent is is not bad, basically for uh, for having such a large player base. Second, um, yes, that's true. Like, um, if a game goes down, then we lose operations revenue. I guess that's that's not so different from any other business where you know electricity goes out or whatever. <laughs> and but that, but you know, at the end of the day, that's why we invest in different games it's actually that is very popular right now but i think other games will also start to catch in popularity within the next year or so and whatever play to earn game catches in popularity we we want to be there awesome 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 so i i have like this is i think this is what you're focusing right now with even the recent fundraiser it's esports why esports where do you see esports going in nft gaming ecosystem Okay, very, very good reason. So uh, we see esports as a way to build a brand in YGG that all gamers will know about when it comes to NFT gaming. In some way, like the esports teams are very famous worldwide, right? So if you come in as a scholar um, and you start grinding for SLP, you know that, you know what, if I, if I become better and start winning at tournaments, someday I might be able to be a world champion. So it's an aspirational and brand building thing where we want to build the highest level of competition in NFT gaming and build a really good competition in esports team so that you don't have to be a scholar. If you just want to be a scholar, then that's fine. But if you're actually interested in the highest levels of competition, then you have a path of doing so. And it doesn't matter if you're in the Philippines or in India or in Brazil. If you're good at the game, you can kind of go up our tournaments and ranking system and you can be part of the kind of global YGG esports team. That's that's crazy. Like you have an entire journey pr- planned from scholars to competitions to actually be the champion, early, yeah. the champion, right? And yeah. your guild is there to support because let's say even uh, as these are NFT assets, so some people might not be able to afford what's the meta right now yeah. because it keeps on changing. Right, and strategies keep on is changing, and you as a guild can give that access to like top players, which is yeah, just absolutely. Uh, that's 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 just awesome. So yeah, this is this is more or less 
these were my questions is there anything you want to add um well i would say that we are only in the very beginning of the journey of play to earn and of gaming guilds but it's very encouraging to see the amount of growth in axie um the amount of excitement about ygg so i think just for people who are um, curious about you know play to earn um you can watch a doc uh we came out with and yeah just just start playing and go in our discord um there's so much to discover and these are like very very exciting times in the in the field of nft gaming and play to earn yeah so uh you were talking about the documentary so this is a documentary yeah. called play to earn which you with a few other people i think even delphi digital and axi made and it went pretty viral it was just showing people in philippines how they're making money by playing games and how it has literally changed their lives so uh, before we close i i would like to hear some stories from you which you think uh, you would have never thought this would have happened like how your guild has helped people yeah it, you know there are just so many amazing stories from people who were able to provide food for their family or take care of a sick loved one the elderly couple in uh, in the documentary was actually able to send money to their daughter who had migrated to canada but hit financial difficulty so usually you migrate to, to have a better financial life but they're actually able to help their daughter who had uh, who had migrated um, um to canada and there were even people who were able to buy a house there was someone who was able to buy a car like it it's amazing and what the best thing about this is that you're breaking a cycle of poverty and then bringing people to a position where their uh, the lives of their children can be better like you you're bringing a lot of people um into the middle class and who would have thought that you could do this with a game right like i, I honestly never would have thought it was possible but it's actually happening right now it's 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 unbelievable like honestly even for me um and I, i think you're doing an awesome job and what i'll do is i'll link to your website i'll link to your token launch and your discord in the description and anyone who wants to join the guild join the scholarship program uh can fill out the application forms whenever they have it on and thank you gabby it was lovely talking to you and i i think uh, i'm not sure how you did it like because it takes a lot of courage to like you know be do something like this so early without like, with because there's so much uncertainty ahead right so yeah. like i'm i'm so happy you're doing this thank you thank you so thank much. you thanks for having me